sports reporter places the blame for all of this squarely on you, the viewers. Uh, would you say we'd be venturing into a zone of danger? It doesn't matter what you think! You're listening to the Our Take Podcast with Brian Sherman. He had a full head, you know, mm. all the way till the end. It was white, and I was hoping to get that. I was hoping to get, like, the full head and... Uh, it was really hard to cut it off. And Spencer Rogers. To be a good pilot, you have to be able to make good decisions. And I know what my credit score is, so I know I don't make good decisions. This is the RJ Podcast. From Scary Parrot Media Studios in Ogden, Utah, it's the Arctic Podcast, episode 79. I'm Brian. I'm Spencer. It is Leap Year. February 29th. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Interesting thing happened to me this morning. Yeah. Stopped by 7-Eleven. Okay. Grab a drink. And, and you stole it because nothing counts today, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> For another four years. You get a letter in the mail in four years yeah. and pressing charges. <laughs> the uh, gentleman behind the desk is uh, asked me if I'd like to buy a pizza because they're only $2.29 today. And on their signs it says pizza's two twenty nine. Like a whole pizza? Yeah. Buy or where's, donate to the homeless. Seven <laughs> eleven. <laughs> and you there's no pizza here. Why? I well, because I was I didn't need one at the uh, time. So well. I said, No, I don't want one, but I'll donate one because they donate them to the homeless if you buy them. You know? Oh, well, and they were like well, they're like we're matching go. it. <laughs> no, it's not the story. So I was like, No, I'll donate one though. He's like, Yeah, they're only two twenty nine. I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah, for leap year. He's like, Yeah, leap year. It happens every four years, you know. Right. <laughs> He explained the whole thing to me while I was. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, he's ringing me up. Like, oh, yeah, I didn't know. Is it like your beard or something? He you thinks you're a homeless person that doesn't know. I think or, so. I don't know, man. Yeah, there is another guy there who is. Uh, he's Indian and he has a long beard. Uh-huh. And I hadn't been in there in a while, and he knows me. Uh huh. And I walked in there. He's like, "Oh, look at you!" And like tugs at <laughs> his beard. Anyway, uh, February 29th on this day in history, in 2012. You'll know the answer to this. Will I? The world's tallest tower is completed. Well, yeah. The Tokyo the Sky, Sky Tree, which yes. I just visited. Yes, we're getting into that. It's <laughs> 2,080 feet. It's also the world's second tallest man made structure, which I didn't know the difference. Uh, I, it, I don't know either. It's a tower. Tower versus be. building, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the tower, not a build. It's like a square. It's not a. Is a rectangle, but a rectangle is not a square. I, I guess I don't, I don't. I don't know. I'm assuming the tallest ones in Dubai or something. It is. Right? It's the Burj Khalifa, but the Sky Tree is the tallest tower. Yeah, it's huge. It's just I guess there's a different definition for it. Is huge, and you know what? Since we're since we're you know the music's over and I can start something else. Yeah, we'll just go ahead and jump right into that. Yes. <laughs> Rental car rundown. Yeah. So. um Two weeks after I went to Australia, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to Japan. <laughs> <laughs> you were traversing yeah. this great uh, yeah. earth, the well, pale blue dot. Mostly because the flights are just so open right now, right? Uh, especially going to Japan. The plane that I was on going there is a 777, which had 350 seats, I think. Yeah. And 250 of them were open. Man. And um, So did you get bumped all the way up? I did. I got first class both ways. Sick. Um, now, I don't know. Have you ever been in first class? Not that kind of first class. Yeah, there is a different because, you know, people be, oh, I've been in first class before right. when I went from Miami to Charlotte. <laughs> like, we uh, got first class oh, okay. to Hawaii, which was, no. No. It was a meal and a, and yeah. a little bit bigger seat. You get but. bigger seats, a meal, maybe some headphones, something like that. But real first class. You don't even know you're flying. 
Yes. Yeah. Um, I have pictures of. Oh, I, I, I didn't take them, but they're just pictures of United's Polaris class. Oh man! So and nice. uh, yeah, you mean they they give you three meals? Normally, it's three meals. Um. Three? Well, <laughs> it just depends on where you're. Go- you get the first meal is the biggest, okay. where they give you a big, a nice appetizer, a fancy appetizer, and then they give you a full meal, and then Steak or you something. get yeah, yeah, well, something like that. Uh. And then you get dessert, like ice cream sundae so or something. So you get three courses on the first meal. Yeah, yeah. And then, the and then there's meal. a snack normally that comes around and another drink run. And normally there's a, there's a section that is just full of all sweets and s- snacks. You can just go grab whenever. Right. Um, and then the, the depending on where you're going, like Australia, there was three meals because it was a 16-hour flight. Sure. This one was only two. Um, was it 11 hours? Yeah, eleven hour flight. Yeah, and then you get the second or third one is normally breakfast, and it was just like an omelet. Was it the? Uh, this is the same plane then? Same type of plane that took you to Australia? Um, no, I went on a triple seven there and a seven eighty seven back, and oh, nice. I went on a seven eighty seven to Australia and a seven 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 back. Well, I mean. <laughs> As expected, if people don't know, the reason there was nobody on that flight is because uh, this uh, zombie virus, mm. coronavirus, you yeah. know. And specifically to Tokyo, we get the Diamond Princess cruise ship. Yeah. It was docked there. Now, I think everybody's off. But did you, 705 people got the coronavirus on that ship. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. what do you expect? Six, six people died I, I from know. that ship. All uh, with underlying health issues. Sure. We'll talk about this later because sure. it's filling me with rage. But anyway. Okay, we'll get into it. But um, tell me about Tokyo. So I went to Tokyo for two and a half days is all. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, when I came back going through U.S. Uh, immigration, the guy like started questioning me. He's like, you only there for two days? Why? I'm like, uh, I was picking up uh, some coke. Yeah, I know. I was like, <laughs> I just, I, I work for the airline. Oh, and he's like, oh, fine. Stand me in. <laughs> So, if you're running Coke, that's all you need to say. Right. I work for the airline. <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> um, he didn't even check to see if you worked for the airline? He's just like, no, okay, he whatever. just stabbed me and let me in. I mean, yeah. what was he going to do? Uh, arrest you? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, here's... I took. I did take some pictures of the food. There's. It was all Japanese themed. This is the appetizer. Oh, what do we have? Uh, I don't even know it what all half like of it was. It was fish and shrimp and... Tofu. Random jellies and tofu and stuff. Yeah. Was and it good? Uh yeah, I was alright. Ooh, that's San Francisco. Oh yeah, that's oh, cool. the Golden Gate Bridge I was leaving out and then there's like, the main course. That's like the one time a year you can get a, a picture without fog. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, that's a good picture you took there. I well yeah, I had actually never seen the Golden Gate Bridge, so I was oh, kinda really? happy that we got to fly over it. But well we should go there and walk across it. We could record an episode while we're walking across Speaking it. Speaking of bridges and tolls that it 'cause it costs to go over this the Golden Gate Bridge. Right. But I got a a bill back from Enterprise. <laughs> oh, because the toll thing for was the on? tolls, ninety six dollars. What for two days worth of driving in Japan? No, I didn't drive in Japan. Oh. This is in Australia. Australia, ninety six bucks. So you didn't even know. So just because you know everyone hates socialism, <laughs> just so you know <laughs> that if we didn't have some form of socialism already, you'd be paying ninety six dollars every two days to drive around here. If you were a visitor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have a toll road right here. 
It's only a dollar one way. Do we? Oh, yeah. uh, Adam's, never, yeah, Adam's never Adam. been on it. Yeah. Anyhow, um, Japan was freaking awesome. It was yeah. my favorite place that I've been so far. Where'd you stay? Uh, it's called Electric City. That's not its real name, but it's Scranton. <laughs> <laughs> it's called that because there's tons of electronic stores there, and um, like in the hotel or the city? no, no, oh, there's I, the whole area. Yeah, because Tokyo is like a broad. Right, I don't, they like do them in Australia it's or like the Greater Tokyo. Yeah, area. they do things differently. Like you know, when you tell somebody you're from Utah, you normally say I'm from Salt Lake because most people know Salt Lake. Right, but in reality. We're not, but if you were to say that in Tokyo, that would be true, but then there's also the suburb and the city, and the address gets really, really long, right. and anyway, it's Interesting. weird. Uh, but yeah, um, there's uh, there's all these electronic shops and toy shops and anime shops, all this stuff. Some people, I don't, I don't do anime, but I'm yeah. telling you, some people would have a freaking yeah. good time there. <laughs> how, did you, uh, how did you get about? Uh, okay. Now, that is the first thing I do want to talk about, is you don't need a car in Tokyo at all. In yeah. fact, there I didn't see that many cars there. And uh, I think it's because uh, this is the train map oh in Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like a wiring harness for yeah. the space shuttle. Yeah. <laughs> it's the train map. It, it was insane the amount of tra- at one point I was I was on a train there were two trains running next to me at the same direction yeah. and then over the top of me is another train going across there was were, it pretty easy to navigate though like uh i don't know how i would do it without google maps sure because google maps tells you exactly what platform to go to which color to take yeah uh and the crazy thing is i would go somewhere on one train and you would think oh i'll just take the same train back but you take a completely different company train line wow. and somehow end up back at the same place. Was it pretty efficient though? Like a pretty kick-ass system? Oh yeah, it was great. I mean, once you, because there was a, they like automatically downloaded this app on my phone. I didn't even ask it to. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the Japanese government was like, oh, you're in, you're in Tokyo. Yes. <laughs> but it was just a touch to to pay oh, sort gotcha. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was super easy to get on and off the train. Just touch it and go and get on your line. And I mean. It was really intimidating at first because, right. I mean... You're looking at that map. Yeah, and there's... I mean, it's Japanese writing, and then underneath will be English, but right. still, it's like... like <laughs> sometimes on Google Maps, it's like, go to slash slash line <laughs> dot dot line slash slash. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know that character uh, yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh. That's pretty cool, though. Um, were, were you ever in rush hour where they like are pushing people on with sticks? No, that, I don't. I don't know if that's a, if that's a really a thing. I don't know. I've heard that it is. I've, but, I've seen videos. Right. I don't know. I can't remember. But what I now. mean, the, it might be coronavirus related. But that's true. Was um, everybody wearing masks? It was also a holiday. It was the emperor's birthday, uh, so that might have thrown down traffic a bit. But yeah. Uh, yeah, everyone was wearing masks. Did even you? Though this, no, the CDs, everyone's like, this mask won't do well, anything. Why are you wearing first it? First of all, I think people in, in... They wear them anyway. Yes, in large Asian cities, Beijing, Shanghai, Tokyo, Hong Kong, they're wearing masks anyway. Yeah, because I didn't even know this till I was there and started reading it. It's the biggest city in the world, Tokyo, Tokyo is. Yeah. I didn't know that. 37 million people. It's got to be close to uh, to Mexico City. No, the second is an Indian city. Oh, really? That's apparently catching up to Tokyo because of Tokyo's birth rate descending. Oh, Mexico's news is not even that big. How come I thought it was uh, like one of the biggest cities in the world? I don't know. Oh, maybe largest? 
largest city in North America and the fifth largest city in the world. Mexico is? Yeah. Mexico City? But I don't know if they're talking largest geographically. Or... Because it's only 8.8 yeah, 8 million Yeah, because people. I don't think Tokyo... Tokyo's huge, don't get me wrong, but uh, right. like it's not... Los Angeles is definitely... Geographically. Wider. Right. But they fit 37 million people, which, bear in mind, New York City only has 8 million. Right. And it's pretty crowded there. Yeah, so. pretty crowded. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that was crazy. Um, it was, there was all this Nintendo stuff everywhere at the airport. Oh, that's cool. Uh, getting ready for the Olympics and everything that hopefully will happen there. Oh yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of, uh. Are they in Tokyo? Uh-huh. Proper? Oh, well, I mean. No, man. I, well, I shouldn't. Probably, yeah. it's the summer, so there'll probably be some out and, you know, what was What weird? are they going to do? I don't know. That's, well, did you hear that Japan shut down its schools? Like it's shutting Doesn't down at schools me. for a month, and it's just because it's just because the Olympics. That's the main reason. Is they, you know, the Olympic committee's like, ooh, we might need to. So they're like, if the Olympics weren't there, they would. I don't like, think eh, they would. whatever. They'd I don't think the risk. they would. Yeah, but we can't take that risk with the world coming here. Well, that and you know they've dropped a lot of money on it, so to well, have them be like, hey, we're not coming see. after all. <laughs> it's February. Like, there's a chance that some athletes are already there. A lot of them go early and train. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I, it's February, so maybe not this early, but I know, like, to get used to altitude for, like, marathons and stuff right. like that, they go earlier. Well, the altitude's sea level, so I don't know. But if they, <laughs> I know, but it, it, it makes it easier. You're right. Seems but, like you'd want to go train here. <laughs> right. So you would be uh, dealing with 5,000 feet and yeah. then go down and be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the the food there, oh my, I, I want to go back just for the food. Really? Oh, my God. It was <laughs> the first night I had this katsu chicken. That was super good. Oh, man. Or chicken katsu. does look good. And then immediately I realized I was in Japan. They don't have forks. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh. You got to bring one in your pocket. I mean, I can eat. I, I've eaten with chopsticks before. Sure. Sushi. Right. But I'm trying to eat the rice, and I'm like, oh, my God, these people are looking at me like I'm stupid. But I've, I, I, eventually I... They, they I knew. don't want to say I figured it out. They but, knew who you, you know, were. I used to have a They're Korean. Like, There's a white guy. He's bald. He's got a beard. <laughs> he's here. <laughs> I had a Korean roommate, and he ate with chopsticks, and I was just so impressed with his <laughs> precision and just ability to just. Oh man, he ate so quickly with him. My friend Josh, Josh Law, he he freaking he's spent a lot of time in China, uh huh, and he caught a fly. Oh really? With chopsticks. Well, <laughs> I mean, I think that's the thing. Is I think as Americans, we're like. Trying to dig in, I think you need to use fi- oh, finesse. You got to finesse it. Yeah, and the so. rice is sticky, which makes it a little bit. That easier. did make it easier. Yeah. And then I had noodles the second day and sushi. Sushi was so amazing. Yeah, it's actually fresh. Yeah, that and it's it's way different than the sushi here. Not way different, but it's um it's way s- it's simple, you know. Sure. And uh, yeah, I, there's I, no like no, like cream cheese, right, or spicy right, mayo. right, yeah. right. But it's still it was freaking good. Well, you know, in in America, I'm pretty sure there are laws that sushi has to be, like, flash frozen before it can be served. Oh, really? So it's, like, flash frozen, then warmed back up to be served. That sucks. So it ruins it, whereas in Japan, it's, like, probably, like, right out of the tank. Yeah, probably. You know, let's fillet this, bam, on your plate. But the best part was it was, like, a sushi literal bar. Yeah. Okay, and so there was a screen. Do I have a... Oh, yeah, I do have a video of this. There's a screen that you order on. Okay. Right? And then it goes to the the people, and they make it. It's on a little conveyor, and then it comes on in a little train. Yeah, 
and your light flashes and then it, it, it comes. I think I have a video of that too. Does it stop in front of you? Yeah. Or just, that's pretty cool. It just comes right there. So does then, it, but it just tells you what is yours or does it actually stop? It stops where you are. Okay. And, and your light blinks. That's gotcha. how you know what you're getting. But you just keep. You Americans keep, are too dumb. You can keep man. ordering. <laughs> you can just keep ordering. Yeah. And so I had, this is my stack of plates. So how do you pay? Right there, they they the the different color of plates is the cost is the cost interesting. Um, so what I have one two three four five six seven eight plates, but there was a guy down for me that had <laughs> like twenty plates. <laughs> no, it was it was more than that. I think it was like forty, <laughs> and I was like, holy crap! That's, you should just get up with your plates and drop them. Like, oh, oh no, I don't know how much I owe you now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and one night I uh, I I was uh, late. I came in later. Most of the the little restaurants were closed, so I ordered Domino's, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it was great. I mean, look at look at this black tiger garlic shrimp pizza on oh their menu. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's pretty. It's like I actually know, pretty. Right? So you got that delivered? No, to the I hotel didn't get or? that one. I was like, I'm not ready for seafood on a pizza. That's not right. So I I'm, got. Yeah, I've never done anchovies. I, yeah. There was a lot of seafood on pizza because sure. they eat a lot of seafood there. But I had a um, potato. And with sizzling hot mayonnaise, mayonnaise instead of pizza sauce. And so it was, the sauce is made of potato and mayonnaise. No, there's oh, there's literal potatoes. Okay, like, I cut you. up. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. red potatoes and it does regular look potatoes. Really good. And it was actually freaking that good. Looks like, really good. I I I've been wanting one, and you know they don't have right anything like that here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like how you've gotten Domino's pretty much. I think everywhere you've gone. I do. I, I didn't you've, get McDonald's. Though. I normally get McDonald's, but I, the lines were like super long. Didn't you get Domino's in England? Pizza Hut. Pizza. And nevertheless, yeah. you've had pizza now I on have, yeah. one, two, three, I, four continents. I tried. I really wanted to make this trip to be strictly Japanese food. Sure. But when I started looking at the Domino's menu, I'm like, you know what? It's it's it's, Jap- gonna, it's it's gonna be okay. Yeah, it's Japanese Domino's. <laughs> it's gonna be okay. Yeah. Oh, and they they had these little pancakes that came with it too. They're like bite sized pancakes yeah. that are drenched in syrup and butter. Looks it's freaking good. good. Um, but I went to um, the now my first night there. Ha- uh, you've been to Vegas, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, do you remember your first time like driving down or walking down the strip? Yeah. I mean, do do you remember like what you were thinking? Yeah, yeah, you're just walking down and you're just like, "Whoa, this is this is crazy!" Yeah, right. So it was exactly like that, except like times ten because everything was in Japanese, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just nuts, man. It's just so so different than here. There's yeah. always like every store you go into, there's uh, weird music playing. First of all, like weird K-pop versions of U.S. Okay, no, I don't know. Yeah, like their weird. Muzak is just yeah, like remixed, freaking weird. <laughs> um, and there's always like some Japanese girl yelling on the intercom or, or on like a live person. No, like making an no. It's like a recording, it's and a recording. I, I don't know what they're saying, obviously. Right. But it's like every store, just yeah, constantly. Did like you this. use a Google Translate or anything at any point? I did, but not just to uh, on but, on like the AI. Yeah, you took a picture of it. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. It cool. was actually pretty cool. cool. It worked out really well. Um, this is, uh, I didn't eat here, but I saw this place. Italian Chinese restaurant. <laughs> I am very curious about what that, you know, do you want some more uh, Parmesan on your sweet and sour pork? Right. You know, yeah. like Here's a orange mixture. chicken with, with mozzarella. I don't, I don't know. Did I you don't know. feel, uh, 
first of all, how white did you feel? Okay, so that is one thing I did want to talk about is um, this is the first time ever because I've been to – this is my third major right. Uh, country, right? Right. It's this actually is, your third continent. You're right. Which is crazy. That's what you're I was right. saying. You've had pizza right. now on four continents. <laughs> this is the first time that I have felt like a minority ever mm. in my life, ever. Sure. I mean, even in – you know, even if you go into uh, a black neighborhood or something here, you still know they speak English. Right. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and in England, uh, you know, it's uh, most people speak English, even though there's a lot of tourists there. You still don't feel like a minority. Australia, right. you definitely don't feel like a minority. So this is the first time that I'm kind of like uh, I am getting different. to experience this. Sure. What, what people must feel when they come here, you know, because right. it's just it's not. It's not super uncomfortable, but it just feels like you're completely out of place. You're out of your element. Yeah, yeah. and like everyone, everyone is talking to each other, but you have no idea yeah. what they're saying at all. Because even like French and Spanish, you can kind of pick up. Sure, but I, I Japanese is hard. There's no roots. You know, it's, There's yeah, no roots. It's it's, yeah. it's a difficult language. So that that was that was like a, an awakening for me because I'd never experienced that before. It was yeah. nuts. Now there are a lot of people that do speak english yeah. like m- m- most of the places where you need them to they do like my hotel check-in they spoke english i would the, imagine the trains like most other countries in the world they they teach their children english well uh, it's like a it's like a core thing there like right. like spanish is here so it just depends whether you actually pick it up sure well or not but i i didn't really encounter anyone that spoke it super well yeah. but just you know enough to to understand me, which was another weird thing because you'd go up and I didn't know what to do. So I just start talking in English and hope that they understand. Right. And if they didn't, then it was just like, sorry. Right. <laughs> you know? And then even the other white people that I saw there, I'd be, I'd walk past white people. I'm like, Oh, white people. Yeah. <laughs> but then they'd be speaking like German or something. I'm like, ah, <laughs> I only think I encountered like one or two other U S people that yeah. I actually, well, I know that when you learn a language, you understand it first. Before yeah, well, yeah, it, that so. makes sense because yeah. I can I can pick up Spanish phrases, right? You know, here so you can and there, kind of understand it, but responding, you're like, no go, <laughs> you know. Um, so I was in my hotel looking for something to do on this travel website, and this owl cafe comes up. Okay, okay. So it's it's not actually a food cafe, but you it's go not, in. Yeah, you're not going to eat. Owl. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> and there's just owls. Everywhere, yeah. You sent, you had pictures on, yeah, on the Facebook, and you get to pick up the owls, and here's all of my owl pictures. It looked amazing, to be honest. Yeah, it was super cool. And there was a barn owl on my shoulder. He was pretty friendly. Yeah. And then I had this other starry owl on my on my. Do they give you like a glove? Um, for some of them, for like the really big ones, but the rest of them, it looks like they they clip their their nails, like I do with my birds. Yeah. Um, but the bigger ones, I don't think they do that because they're more part of their there's the quick is near the end yeah yeah um i thought oh man i can't cut my dog's nails because of that yeah i I do get nervous i I need to do it more often with my birds because the quick grows right yeah it grows so eventually yeah you know and i i've done it before and it sucks when you you hit it and you gotta like ah (laughs) yeah it makes my it makes my fingers sweat just thinking like i'm sitting over here yeah it's very nerve-wracking now the coolest thing i did was go to the Sky Tree, which yeah. we just talked about, which apparently at 2012 on today it was Two, opened. Yep, yep. tallest. Um, uh, oh, it, yeah, construction started in 2008, so it took a long time to four build. Four years. Not bad. Um, now, uh, 
taking is it, is it real estate? Like what's in there? Um, no. So um, when I was going into the city, I see it, and it's seriously the biggest thing I've ever seen. Right. Like I am just like, is that a spaceship? What the hell is right, that? Well, let, let's put this into context. The World yeah. Trade Center was what a thousand ten feet. Uh, it's ten, it was a hundred. I think the f- the current Freedom Tower might be might, that's taller, but the yeah. So I think it's like eleven hundred feet, twelve hundred feet, maybe. Yeah, uh, and the, it's you know ten feet per story is how you figure so it out. The Freedom Tower is oh, it's seventeen seventy six. They did it on purpose. Oh, that's right. So it's actually much taller than the original World Trade Center, but this is another five hundred feet. Yeah, that's it's, crazy. It's the, it's the big. It was crazy. I'd never yeah. seen anything. It's just like. It's like the first time you see a mountain, and you're like, "Whoa!" <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Oh, I guess maybe growing up here, I you never, I don't remember that experience. But yeah. That but growing up in Texas, where it's flat, and you're like, "Whoa, look at that! That is that yeah. is big." There are still times when I look at the mountains, I'm like, "Holy shit!" No, yeah, yeah I cool. agree. That does happen. But I've never seen a tooth. In fact, I've never even seen. So the tallest building I think I've ever seen is. I went to New York after 9/11. So the buildings around, well, so I saw like Empire State Building, but, and the buildings next to the World Trade Center are huge, but they're like, they're like half the size, you know? And that's how they gave us scale, like on a tour. They're like, just so you know, that building there is half as tall. That's right. And and it's the same way in Dallas. And right after 9-11, I remember walking around downtown. I think the tallest building there was like 76 stories. Yeah. And World Trade Center was 140. Yeah. And so I'm like, that's two of these. Right. It's crazy. On top of each other. I, I have not, because I've never been to Chicago, so that's the other big, huge building here that right. we have. And Sears, yeah. And so the... It's not called Sears anymore, but it's anyway. It's Willis, Willis yeah. Tower. So I, th- this was my first time seeing something that, that tall, and it was just... And I, I noticed you posted some pictures. Did you go to the top then? Okay, yeah. So okay. Um, I, I wanted to do it at night. I oh, should have yeah. gone during the day, because I, I didn't even get to see Mount Fuji, but... Um, uh, the bottom is a mall, like a six-story okay. mall. There's a lot of six-story. There's nothing like there's nothing like we have here where it's flat. Flat. But yeah, they, everything goes up. They built up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is how they fit 37 million right. people. In everything there. lives. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, there's two options because there's two observing levels. The first is at uh, 350 meters, and okay. then the second is another hundred meters up. Which is the top? Yeah. Okay. Not that you don't get to go to the very top. Oh, like really? The very tip top is just like radio antennas and stuff, I guess. Sure. Okay. Um. So how t- how far is the observation deck then? Is that's four hundred? That's four hundred and fifty feet. Yeah. Or sorry, meters. four meters, which is whatever it was. It was yeah. So I uh, I paid for the the, the bigger one because I'm like, well, you know, obviously I'm there. And uh, you go up this elevator and you walk out and I don't even know how to describe it. It was. I mean, I took pictures, but it's you know, I mean, yeah, the pictures they do absolutely cool. no justice to to no. what I experienced. It was just like it almost took your breath away for sure, uh, especially this being such a huge city. You know, it was buildings, tall buildings, as far as you could see. They all had like flashing lights on top. It was just, I mean, it is crazy because you know, yeah, you can see. I mean, obviously you're right on the coast; it's Tokyo, but you, right. you can see all the way out to the sea. That's cool. Um. Yeah, it was uh, it was life changing. No, life affirming. The, I don't know. What was the weather like? <laughs> um, <laughs> it was in the high fifties, mid sixties. So comfortable. Yeah, I was wearing shorts. Yeah, and everybody oh, else, <laughs> <laughs> they were in like parkas. Yeah, <laughs> I must have looked like an idiot. But gonna, so the other question: You felt white. Did you feel big? Okay, 
that is on my list of things that I didn't at first. Okay. okay. But when I got in the elevator to go down from the tower, uh, it was reflective. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you saw yourself. So I saw myself amongst everyone. And I was yeah. like, oh. <laughs> now, there's actually, there were plenty of tall people. I'd say that my height is probably... So maybe that's more of a... Relatively normal. Is that more of a Chinese? Maybe. But I mean, but there were plenty of... Right. Like, when I got in that elevator, there was definitely people... It was... No one was my height. But yeah. there were definitely tall tall Japanese people. Um, but I, I don't know what the average height is I'm looking there. it up right now. Average height for a male is five foot seven and a half. Yeah, that sounds about right. And then I just want to look up Chinese just to see if my stereotype is correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the average height for a, now, a male in China is five foot, you know, five, we, foot we, five. We did measure penises. <laughs> <laughs> and turns out I'm below average. <laughs> <laughs> Even in Japan, so so Japan is actually I, I don't know in the states what it is like five nine, I think five ten. Yeah, which is that's I'm five ten, so I'm yeah. pretty average. Um, so yeah, it, I think it's more of a Chinese thing. But there was which is so stupid of us that we combine the two because they're completely they're two completely oh, different yeah. cultures. They're way different, you know. But uh, um, ignorant Americans are like I know oh, I know. Um, but seriously, I uh, you got to come with me next time. I'm definitely going again. I was, was so close. It I was, was very, very close to going with you. The coolest place I've ever been. And so, um, so I mean, you, last time you said Sydney was the coolest. Yeah, but so the, now this. But this is the, the thing: is it's it's so radically different. Right. It's so different. You turn on the TV, Japanese. Like there was, there was BBC, and half the time it was in English, and the other half right. it was being translated. Dude, I remember. So I think I shared this when I talked about the worst day of my life in England. Uh huh. Uh, and all I, I felt terrible, and all I wanted was to feel like I was at home. Right. And so I turned on the TV, I changed the channel once, and it was Family Guy. I was like, oh, <laughs> sweet mercy. That's, that's <laughs> normally what I, like in yeah. Sydney and London, I found, was able to find Family Guy and American Dad, because they play the, it a lot there. Right. There's nothing. Nothing. There's nothing. When I got back home, I turned Family Guy on, and I was like, <gasps> yeah. Oh. <laughs> It was weird. It's like you took some heroin. Yeah. Right? I was like, there's got to be one English channel <laughs> in all of it. But no, it was all weird Japanese game shows and yeah. like nothing reminiscent of what we have here. Right. TV wise. How were the game shows? I don't. I, I mean, you can't follow one, man. It was. <laughs> Could you, you know, see? If, like, were they doing anything they, physical they, that they was like weird? They shock people's balls. No, <laughs> you remember that on Saturday Night Live? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. They cut off their fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that sounds like a really oh, cool trip, man. man. Yeah, yeah um, definitely need to go back and experience it again. So I want to ask you, when you went to Australia, you also went the same direction, right? You went... Sort of. You went west to... Uh, you went from L.A., right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you went west there, when then, but it's southwest, and then you went west, northwest to Japan. Right. So you've gone that direction twice. You've gone to England, which not isn't as far. No, not even... Well, from New York it's not, but from here, anyway. Yeah. My question is about jet lag. Right. Like, which one hit you worse? Do you feel it after just two days? Like, what's the, you know, what do you try and do to cope with these micro trips? Um, I think that England hit me the hardest first, because like, it was like the first time I've ever done it. And did it hit you harder there, or when you came home? Every time I've been fine there. Okay. And I think that it's just... Because it's a micro trip. It's exciting, and it's new, and... Um, so you might be off from the people's now, schedule who are there. Mind you, 
all three times I've passed out at like eight in the evening and slept like well. <laughs> like once you get there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I was fine the next day. Now, coming back, England was pretty rough. Um, it actually took me like a week to get back to normal, but I spent a lot more time in England. That's I true. was there for like four days, four or five kinda, days. I was talking to my dad about it, about these micro trips that you're doing and they're becoming popular. Really. Uh-huh. And like, if you could, if you're if you're there for such a short amount of time, does the jet lag hit you as bad? Because you're just like, no, I'm not even going to try and adjust to right. the schedule there. I'm right. just going to stay on mine. Well, that's, I think that going west makes it easier to do that because just the way you transition to the next day and it doesn't feel as, as different. Right. You know, like I left, I left at 11 o'clock. I left San Francisco at 11 o'clock on Friday. Yeah. And I got there Saturday at three in the afternoon. So, so that you, you, if you sleep on the fly, you know, you just pretend like it's still right. Uh, Friday and it, that's eight out. You know, it didn't really, I, think, I do think a lot of it depends on whether or not you can sleep on flights. Well, and that's, that's what killed me on the way back from Australia is that I didn't get first class and I, I couldn't sleep at all for 15 oh. hours and I was as like I was zonked. I was bad. I recovered the next day fine. Yeah. But that day I've never been so tired. Like I had to on my way home from the airport. I had to stop in Farmington at oh. Smith's and sleep. And sleep. Yeah. Because I couldn't. I was literally like it's I, smart. It was crazy. It's smart of you. I've had to do that a couple of times. And that's why when people crash because they're like, no, 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 I can make it. Yeah. Through. I know. I that's very rare for that to happen to me. Yeah. Um. But this this trip for whatever reason the transition was easy. The only reason I was tired is because I got a cold right. on the way back. Maybe I got coronavirus. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. We had you quarantined for a few days, <laughs> so you're good. Yeah. Uh, an interesting thing about quarantines uh-huh. happening i work with doctors mm-hmm. for my job and one of my colleagues is working with a doctor who's uh was gonna fly to um fly to another city mm-hmm. and the hospital where he worked said their infectious disease team at the hospital said if you take a flight anywhere and this was to all employees in the hospital mm-hmm. if you take a flight anywhere we don't care if it's domestic or international you're quarantined for 14 days oh and i was like wow that's really going to start affecting some, yeah, some business. Because if one hospital's doing it, then you know a bunch. Wait, of so you're on. saying if I go somewhere, I get to take 14 days off? If you work for the hospital, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay, yeah. Oh. yeah. And I have one of my coworkers has been on a like a two week trip. He went to like Sri Lanka, but he had to fly through Seoul. And South Korea is kind of getting nailed right now. Yeah. Um, with with coronavirus. So anyway, we were talking about like I uh, there was um. Did you hear about the f- the Korean flight attendant that had it uh, no. at LAX? No. I was in that terminal the day after she, oh. she was there. <laughs> but brings us to the coronavirus. And now you talk to doctors. What do they think about it? Uh, well, I talk to gastroenterologists. I do have one doctor who I, I'm actually pretty good friends with who is also board certified in infectious disease, you know? Mm-hmm. And he, he actually didn't have a whole lot to say. Now, that was like three weeks ago when yeah. I talked to him about it. Um, but it has been coming up a lot at work uh, just because of all the, the nature of the work. You know what I mean? We're, right. We're scheduling travel and stuff like that. So, And people were talking about it just generally around me. So I looked up, remember the Worldometer site? Mm-hmm. Worldometer.info? Right. It has, it's the coolest website. 
first of all, you can see everything. You can see like how many cigarettes were smoked today, <laughs> you know, and then underneath it is how many abortions have happened this year. <laughs> you know, it's just everything. But they uh-huh. have a coronavirus page now uh-huh. where it's updated in real time. Um, you know, how many new cases added today, how many new deaths, that kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, in the United States today, I looked at this this morning, and we had three new cases. Right. Now we have five new cases. So we're up to 68 total cases in the U.S. Oh, and we have our first death today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so 68 total in the U.S., one death today. Uh, new cases underlying health today. problems don't forget this person <laughs> had underlying health problems so I, it, I was i did find it interesting though so like for example china the epicenter right right had six new cases today while mm-hmm. south korea had 813 new cases today well have you heard that about what south korea is doing like they're they're testing everyone Are like they? literally you go anywhere you get tested yeah, and their tests have uh, they've they've gotten it down, and they they've really nailed honed in on how to how That's to get good. it. So this is now one of the things that they're saying is the mortality rate for this is higher than the flu, way higher, but like two thousand percent higher. But but they are also thinking that there are a lot of people who have it that are carrying it yeah. that don't know. Like well, I could have it right now because the coronavirus is just a cold. It's a hardcore cold, right. and if you have underlying health issues, it's going to be a problem. Right. Otherwise, you're going to be fine. Well, within reason, it still has a 2% mortality rate, which is crazy high. But almost everyone who's died has had underlying health issues. Everyone we know in the U.S. Keep in mind, in China, they've had almost 3,000 deaths. If that's China. <laughs> I will say and this. Props to China. They only got six new cases Another today, thing so. that they're saying is that a lot of, uh, uh, one of the reasons people were dying in China is because they did not know what it, you know, it was the sure. epicenter. They just thought they had a cold. They didn't go to the doctor. And right. by the time they did, it was too late. I think this is being overblown so much. And I uh, I don't want to side here with President Donald Trump, but I think that there is there is some merit to fake news. Now, I don't think that fake news is the right word. Well, I think overblown news is because the news does this. The well, media sure. does this. They focus. They on, go out and yeah. they find things like if there's a big hurricane. Well, all of a sudden, you know, every hurricane is being reported on. It's sure. all the biggest, even though they would have happened anyway. They do with everything. And, yeah. They did that with 9-11. Right? right, right. Like, 9-11 was terrible. Right. And a, and a scar killed 3,000 people. Right. Led to a war we, where we've killed a million. Right. Right. Like, it's, it always happens. Uh, but there's two different factors here at play, right? Because I know the president was trying to say the media is playing on this to ruin his economy, which was like, okay, Trump's always well, a victim, whatever. Yeah. The media isn't what's ruining the economy. No. China closing factories Apparently, is Apple's the... already back up and running. Did you know Apple closed like a ton of retail stores yeah, because of this? they closed. The... China has gone yeah. down lockdown, and as a result, they're- I mean, in the States. Oh, really? Yeah. So that the American news media isn't closing Chinese factories, is my point. No, right? but it's because China's China's taken the- the heat for this and they're like well so they're they're trying to mop up their mess so they don't look stupid when you do have when you have a disease that we haven't really seen before we've seen coronavirus in animals and other strains right Mm -hmm. but when you see one that is two percent in early numbers mortality Mm -hmm. that's really high really high 
Right. Like I said, that's like 2,000% higher than flu. But it's right? going to go down because of the number of cases. I'm, look, I'm not an epidemiologist, right? I'm just saying that these are the numbers. Mm-hmm. And when you, how many do you need? Because right now we have, uh, in the world, there have been 86,000 cases. Mm-hmm. So at what point do you have a big enough number to say that statistic is correct? The percentage? Yeah. I after a year after it's all you know gone through. But what if it doesn't gone through? Like what? <laughs> what if it doesn't stop? Because then we'll it, have the vaccine by next year. The vaccine will be in human testing by next year. Yeah. In America, that's like another two years on top of that before it's available. I, I don't. I, I'm just so I'm just saying. Look, I'm playing devil's advocate. Right. Eighty six thousand cases, almost three thousand deaths. That's where they get the number from. Right. At what point do you have enough to say, I think that's a pretty normal number, right? I don't know. You need years, I think. Years so, of, of it of it happening, just like we do with the flu now. But they're finding out that it's not necessarily seasonal. Right. It's getting warmer, and it's still happening. Right. You know? Anyway, well, I'm not trying to be an alarmist here, uh, but the numbers are there, and mm-hmm. it is what's alarming is the mortality rate. Right. And the fact that you can have it without knowing you have it, without you can be asymptomatic mm-hmm. and, and be contagious. Yeah, oh, for fourteen days. That is, that's very unique. If you have the flu, you're not contagious until you feel it. Right, right. You, you're not contagious until you're sick. Right. So that's unique here. Now, our our drummer Ethan has yep. said this is not a big deal. He did, and I would love to see his opinion now because that he said it wasn't a big deal three weeks ago. A lot's changed. Most doctors are saying this is not. Now, are you familiar with Dr. Drew? <laughs> yes, I'm familiar with Dr. Have Drew. Have you heard his his take on it? No, let's listen. Over the weekend, health officials announced four new cases of the coronavirus, bringing the total to 11 in the U.S. And in China, they are saying they have completed this new hospital, which, by the way, only took them 10 days to build. State news agency I don't know, it will be but it is like a legitimate... Today. More than 17,000 oh people around the world... Makes you wonder why it takes 12 years to build. <laughs> Meantime... China is now accusing the U.S. of spreading fear after new travel restrictions were imposed, including a mandatory 14-day quarantine on returning U.S. citizens who have been in certain parts of China. So, Dr. Drew, are we overreacting? Yes. 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 I'm hearing this from doctors left and right. Yes, and we are not overreacting. The press is overreacting, and it makes me furious. The press should not be reporting medical stories as though they know how to report it. We will, if we have a pandemic, I won't know how to tell that we're actually having a pandemic because everything is an emergency. Mm. People that are infectious disease specialists, the CDC, the epidemiologists, need to take this very seriously. The press needs to shut up mm. because you're more likely to die of influenza that's right, what it, right that's now. What, that's right what doctors now. are saying. However, and may I I'm not trying to go against you, but I have a question. It is now beat SARS in terms of fatalities, 362, and they're saying But its spreads. fatality rate is right. still lower. But they're saying it's, it spreads fast. It's that- a mild illness. It spreads all over the place, and it's only out of these 17,000 inf- documented infected, I bet there's hundreds of thousands of cases, 300 deaths. Okay. And always in immunocompromised people, always in people that okay. are at risk for these sorts of things, if they get a severe viral respiratory infection, whether it's flu or corona or whatever, all of these can hurt people who are compromised they can the rest of us need to wash our hands carefully get our influenza vaccines listen to the cdc if there's a so yeah sure yeah get an influenza vaccine there's no coronavirus vaccine no dr drew well yeah but he's just saying that you're more likely to die from the flu which is around us all the time and has had 
in, oh, in gross in gross numbers my. though, right? Like in the in the net number. I understand. I get it. Hold on. Hold on. I'm trying to find the flu deaths. It's like 18,000. So 32,000 to 45,000 illnesses in the US or in the in the world. This is the US. Probably it sounds like the US. Uh it's saying 46,000 deaths. In the Since US. October 2019, which is when flu season starts. Okay. So for, what is that, five months, six months? Yeah. There have been 45,000 deaths in the U.S. from the flu. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, and I agree with him. I understand the immunocompromised. I get it. I'm not, like I said, I go, I'm agreeing with the CDC. The CDC hasn't labeled this a pandemic. Right. You know, but they are saying we should probably be cautious. I, I do think that. I don't think they know. And how dare China. Blame it on the U.S. when well, they're the ones closing the no, factories. That's, that's, you guys close the factories. That's stupid. You know, but like, like I, sub- I did an Indiegogo for uh, Wooger. It's like a, it's like a, it's a thing that goes your, to your headphones and makes it like better to listen to. Oh, okay. whatever. I just was like, that looks cool. Sure, right. I'll pitch in, right? And initially, I did it like four weeks ago, I think, and it was like, ooh, February ship date. You know, oh, since yeah. then three updates. That has been, yeah. You know, that's April May ship date now. So yeah. no, I know. Yeah, I'm just saying. Sure. Uh, what <laughs> it's not the american press it is in america well but why the dow and the nasdaq and s&p are, are oh no dropping that's, that's is because we rely on china so did you watch trump's um i think he did one today but a couple days ago where he, he gave it to the, pence yeah yeah um you know he he did a normal a lot of his normal stupid you know well, uh, you know, we, we it's, it's been thanks to, you know, me stopping the travel to China, which, you know, they told us not to and, <laughs> you know, all this stupid stuff like that. But right. overall, I thought what he was saying was I, I kind of felt the same way. Sure. And the media did come down hard, hard on him. Like, how dare he say, you know, that it's not it's it's but everything he was saying sounded pretty, yeah. pretty reasonable. You know, you got to there's you got to find a fine balance which is impossible right between uh cried wolf situation right and hey legitimately let's just try and be a little more careful yeah right like when do you maybe don't go to wuhan china right now yeah (laughs) so there's it's hard to say i think that maybe we should quarantine people like what are we talking about maybe dozens right let's quarantine these dozens of people out of the 350 million people who live here and sure, the press can take that and spin it because quarantine's a scary word, right? Right. So you're finding that balance between like what Drew is saying, Doctor Drew is saying, don't, don't create panic because it's then we're going to have a cried wolf situation when a real pandemic does come along. I wouldn't know the difference. Were his words, right? right? Sure, I get that. But the last thing we want to do is say, eh, don't really worry about it, and then oh shit. Well, yeah, you know that's true. I agree with that. I because we don't know. I just when I came back, I got because I have this cold. Okay, <laughs> that it was coming on before I even left. It's a freaking cold. Yeah. But I, I came back and I don't know. My sister told my mom that I was sick. Yeah. And my mom started blowing up my phone. She's like, "I'm coming over and I'm going to sanitize everything. We're going to clean up." I'm like, "Mom, you I'm." You should have texted her back. No, because then you'll get coronavirus. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was like, it's too late, mom. I'm already dead. Yeah. No, I. It was. I'm like, whoa, whoa. I'm fine. I'm like the the cold is subsiding. Like, right. I don't. I don't have coronavirus. All I, t- all I wanted to know from you last night was if you ever had a fever. I, that's what I, I don't think I know. ever did. <laughs> I have a thermometer, but I couldn't find it last night. So I, that's the. I ended up taking a cooking thermometer and shoving it up my. 
you know, they, they work, they, you know, within reason. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, because that's what seems to be the major. Test. I just want one of the ones they have now that just. I have one of those. Oh, really? For Quinn? Yeah, no, they're you, awesome. You can check me. Yeah, I don't. Well, think you I don't have, a fever. have it now, but like, because if you're having respiratory congestion and a fever, that's basically China, China's way of saying you have it. Uh, oh, right. You know what I mean? Have you seen? So, being in China right now is not ideal. Like, have you seen? Uh, what was I watching that they were talking about? I don't think there's many ideal places in China. Well, maybe. I mean, even their cool cities. Yeah. Like Beijing, it's like you will die from pollution. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> like. Um, yeah. I don't remember what I was watching, but they were talking about food deliveries there. Yes. And oh, it was on Colbert. He was talking about Oh, it, it was Colbert. Like, yeah. When they, the guy on his bike yeah. drives up to deliver and the he food. Like, he, like, he, he stands back. <laughs> and then there's a thing that says the, the person's temperature. Who made the who food. Who made it. As if you couldn't just fake that anyway. <laughs> like, how, what's your temperature? Ninety nine point seven. Right. Oh, let's you know let's <laughs> right. Let's bring no, that yeah. Down. So if you guys didn't see this, basically, <laughs> a food delivery person on a bicycle is delivering food. They find the person outside. Uh huh. They leave. They put the food out on the bike and then walk away from the bike and beckon <laughs> like the person. Like it's a freaking bomb or yeah, something. They beckon the person to come get it, standing at least twenty feet away. <laughs> And then they pick up their food, and then, yeah, like Spencer said, on the food is a piece of paper that shows the temperature of the person who prepared the meal and the temperature of the person who not, delivered the not meal. Not the food temperature. This is like <laughs> the, they, of the person. They Someone took a thermometer yeah. and, and went they over have their like, head. They have cool wrist ones that they, like, beep on their, on their wrist. Yeah. <laughs> so somebody knows. Like, it starts beeping like a bomb. Beep, 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 <laughs> no, beep, it's like, beep, 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 It's still beep, beep, a scanner, <laughs> but that w- that is a good idea, <laughs> one that people wear. Yeah, I'm actually, like, infuriated that my watch or my phone can't tell yeah, me what my temperature is You can tell me if point. I'm in, you know, ventricular fibrillation, but yeah. you can't tell me my temperature. It, you can do, you can measure <laughs> something from, you know, just while you're sitting down, but it can't read my temperature yeah, for some reason. let me know my temp. It's really annoying. That's a good idea. Proof of concept. I'm sure, like, it's got to be, uh, like, a thing, right? They worked out. Let's I look. bet you, Let's I bet look. you, after this, this, Apple will put it on their next phone. Wrist temperature. There is. Ember wave temperature. Con- oh, never mind. What is that? I don't know. That's some, whatever. I just want. I'm not talking about a fake app, that <laughs> like, the, like the ghost finding well, app. Well, it's like, this thing's <laughs> called temperature control bracelet I don't know what it is, but it's $300. But no. $300? I don't know what it is, though. I'll just go get a turkey freaking thermometer and the show one that my pops. butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, how you know. Oh, I'm done. It's done. It's done. <laughs> Let's see. Ember triggers a natural response in your body to make you feel five degrees warmer or cooler. Wait a second. What? Well, now I, I kind of want this shit. Have a you scientific seen? scientific breakthrough in wearable technology, Ember Wave improves comfort through dynamic heating and cooling. Wait, is this a thing you wear around your neck? No, you wear it on your wrist. Oh, because there is something that Japan was working on that you wear right here. Yeah. And they're giving it to their construction like on, workers. On your back? Yeah, and it cools your body temperature. I'm like, as soon as that's available. Like it's electronic? Yeah. That's cool. As soon as that's available, I am, I am getting that. I just want to know. So this is 300 bucks. You're getting warmer or cooler. It triggers a natural response to make you feel warmer. Uh, what does it do? Just put off some cold on your wrist? <laughs> <laughs> Maximize its thermal sensation. NASA-grade hardware. Control your skin temperature with its touch of a color-illuminated bar. Huh. Perfect for commuting, overheated, or over-air-conditioned offices. All right. I might have to get one of these, but whatever. Oh, look. This is the this is the Japanese cooling Thing. Oh, the new thing? Yeah, it's like you, you put it in your shirt. Oh, okay. 
like a hand warmer. Is this a commercial? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, who is it? <laughs> I mean, I have one of those towels. It's not really a towel. It's like a, it looks like a, like a chamois, you know, but. Shamwow? Yeah, it looks like a shamwow. <laughs> Freaking shamwow This is guy. the longest commercial ever. Yeah. Uh, uh, there, there. Dude, that's a sweet beard that guy has. I know. He's definitely not Asian because okay, they don't have beards. Crowdfunded. Oh, it's being crowdfunded. Yeah. Rion Pocket. Uh, portable AC unit. Regulating. It's the same thing as this uh, thing. Yeah. Lower your temperature by 23 degrees. Wow. I think I'm going to learn Celsius and just use that from now on because it seems to actually make a lot more sense. Zero to 100. And we're the only country that doesn't use it. So I don't know. Whenever I get into these hotels, I just press the down button until the AC kicks on. (laughs) and (laughs) It's really cold. Right. You hear the fan. Okay, good. All right. Speaking of being cold and dying, um, (laughs) (laughs) Mad Mike, who we've talked about before on this episode. Mad Mike's a flat earther. The flat earther that has been trying to prove the earth is flat by rocketing into space on his homemade steam-powered rocket launcher. Yes, and last we spoke, you told me that Mad Mike had a show in production for the Science yes, Channel. Yes, yes. Which was it home, Homegrown Astronaut, something like that? Yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah, homemade. And <laughs> uh, the last attempt that he had um, failed because the used um water heater that he found <laughs> oh the, 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 the attempt like six months ago yeah yeah yeah, yeah. broke you know go figure yeah i they, mean wouldn't a water heater only be used because it was broken like why <laughs> else you know You're how like, many I, yeah i don't want hot water yeah, anymore <laughs> how many people after a year are like you know what i think it's time to change the hot right, water let's get rid of that it's it's not big enough. I don't know. But anyway so we made a new one to go five thousand feet in the air yeah which a helicopter could uh yeah, this is. Uh, I could do right. Like, right? Doesn't a helicopter can go? Yes, way higher than five thousand feet. Uh, yeah, like I think they can do ten. Maybe well, 12, like, but apparently, regardless, apparently he wasn't just trying to prove the world was flat. He was also just trying to build a rocket. Yeah, because he's like a daredevil stunt man who the, is in a bunch of debt and everything. The launch apparatus snagged a parachute or something. Yeah, on his latest launch a couple days ago. Uh, yeah, and Mad Mike perished. Yeah. This says that he tragically died. I don't know if... No, no, no. He knew if, he was going to... If tragically is... He even is said... Correct. Yeah, he said to science.com, there's a 50-50 chance on any time you get in a rocket, which is something all astronauts say, I think. So well, I think he yeah, was just I, co-opting I think it. all astronauts <laughs> say that, but they're like, but, you know, but this yeah, yeah. this is a homemade steam-powered rocket. Right. Yeah, so it went up With, and then like, just, zero, the safety... This is, like, literally going up right. in a tuna can. Right. Like, right. <laughs> even the... So, remember... Was a few months ago the Soyuz was taking off uh-huh. and they had a problem, and the 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 crew cabin can pop off now. Oh, and it that, saved the astronauts. I don't. I I don't know. It I, happened. It was in, well. I know that they've yeah. been testing our new rocket, and that was one of the last that was, tests. No, this was in in Kazakhstan where they take off. Oh, okay. It was a few months ago, and an American was on it, and something went wrong in the launch, oh, so they aborted I didn't know that. the. The capsule where they yeah. would normally re-enter well, that's, with. Well, they just tested that yeah. on... Um, on Boeing's? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they tested it first to see, you know, make sure the parachutes would work. Yeah. And then the second time, they just let it... <laughs> <laughs> they didn't... They just see... No, what? they just let it hit. Just so see. you're watching the video, and you just... They're just this, you know, Did straight... It? And you just see this splash. Just <laughs> where they try and... Because uh, like, I know that the Soyuz and some of them have retro boosters... Uh-huh. So like you know when you're like 
20 feet from the ground. I was like, <laughs> to slow you down. Oh, maybe. Maybe I they were know. testing that without shoots, you know? No, they, they, the whole, they said the point of it was to just... Just see how much damage yeah, it would do. Yeah, uh, I guess. Interesting. But anyway, Mad Mike, uh, yeah, he took off. His rocket went straight Look, into the ground. I don't like to celebrate the deaths of people at all or, or under underplay them, but this was going to happen. Sure. And, um, yeah, I mean, uh, this guy, I mean, he knew he was kind of crazy. Uh, the science channel hasn't confirmed whether or not they're going to continue with production. (laughs) I don't know how far into the show they were. Now I will say, I'm I'm not, I'm not a cold. I don't like death. I'm not a cold me person, but when I got this news alert, I did laugh. I d- I, I, did. I went. <laughs> well, yeah, 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 yeah. You're building. <laughs> it wasn't rockets. like a <gasps> right. Yeah, like even NASA and SpaceX. SpaceX has yet to put a person on one of their rockets. Right. They're like, nah, no, no, no. Let's let's have a few good launches under our belt. Yeah. Before we put a oh, something living on it. Joe Biden's you know? going to win South Carolina. So CNN. Oh, I'm sure he will. We'll get into that too. Oh, yeah. So Mad I'm... Mike, uh, 64 years old. Died in a rocket crash. Um, Who could have predicted? I don't know. Neil Armstrong, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they did so many tests, man, the astronauts back in the day. I think we over-test things now. You know, maybe, back in World War II, we could poop out a freaking That's true. A jet plane. <laughs> in like Now, you know how long it took to build the F-35? Yeah. It started in the freaking 90s. Did you ever see that story about, uh, I can't remember who the guy was, some sort of advisor to the Army? Uh-huh talking about where to armor plate planes uh-huh and he was looking at what was the bomber they used back then in world war ii um the b-17 or b-17 or i think it was the b-17 so they were losing a lot of them obviously right, right um and so the engineers were looking at the ones that made it back mm-hmm. and seeing where the holes were and like, okay, we need to armor this because that's where they're aiming for. You know what I mean? Right. Let's better armor this place because that's where all the holes are. This guy came along. He's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Why? That's where they're getting hit and making it back. Yeah. <laughs> you need to armor plate the rest of it where those bullet holes aren't because that's where the it other just, planes are getting hit. It took hit. so long for someone to, to realize yeah. that, right? They're like, oh. Oh my god! <laughs> Shit! No wonder we're this losing. Is embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> we better build a big fucking bomb or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, it's really interesting stuff. Oh um, man! Let's switch gears to the uh, what Utah State Legislature is wasting its time on right now because we talked about this last time. Oh yeah, we did. Uh, Senator Don Ipson, Republican of St. George, Utah, mm. sponsoring a bill SB one seven three, makes it an if an an infraction to intentionally cause a minor disruption at an official meeting. So let's say you go to the legislature and you're like, boo, boo, right? Right. He's trying to make that an infraction. You know who's pushing this, right? Donald Trump. No. Well, he is. He hates He hates yeah. protesters. But but remember who's, who's had a protester at their annual conference recently? Oh, the church. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but get this. This is my favorite part. He defines... A minor disruption uh-huh. as a single loud outburst absent other disruptive content conduct that does not exceed five seconds in length. So I saw this on Facebook and I posted, well, if we get a line of people and each one of them simply goes five, four, three, <laughs> two, one, and the next person does it, you could have a continuous disruption without ever infracting the law. Wow. So... Smart. 
I say we pass this. And then test it out? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> right now you can go in there what and a make- a freaking waste of- <laughs> Of time and is this not a direct violation of freedom of speech? Yes. yes. I mean, seriously, I don't understand Republicans. They're like less government unless it's something that really bothers us. Yeah, you can't like come into my meeting. Free and talk. speech. Yeah, it, I did watch a, a clip of uh, Jordan Klepper uh-huh. on YouTube. He went to a, <clears throat> like a city council meeting. I can't remember which state, but it was talking about guns and. He was there with a bunch of protesters, and essentially it was like after the first invocation, the prayer Mm -hmm. to the meeting, people would continually stand up and say, I'm praying for our children, and like just keep on interrupting this council meeting over and over again. He got arrested for it. Klepper did because he joined in. But they did the same tactic. It was like one person would start talking, saying a prayer. They'd be taken out by police the next person would start talking saying a prayer they'd be taken out by police and then <laughs> they were all in the hallway and the police were like you can either leave or be arrested and they're like okay arrest us so they got arrested but is this for the same concept what for disturbing the peace or some shit i don't know i don't know i mean i to an extent i understand that that stuff has to get done eventually right but i just thought that, that a lot of critics of this one in utah are like no no, no it's freedom of speech you can't yeah you can't do that. So not only because normally you just get kicked out. Now right. they're saying if it's over five seconds, you get kicked out and you can get a fine. So yeah, I'm sure that this will. Ugh. Hope if it doesn't fail, I'm sure that uh, the ACLU will be all over it. Yeah, for sure. Take it to the courts. So that's what the Utah State Legislature is wasting its time on. The legalizing polygamy, uh, I think, will make it to the governor's desk. Oh, good. Without a word from the church. <laughs> No, no, it would just uh, don't talk about this one. I heard a guy on Radio West yeah, on NPR mm-hmm. talking about when he served a mission that if um, someone he was going to baptize was in a polygamous family, uh-huh. they had to basically renounce their family right. Scientology style before you could get baptized. And it had to even after that, it had to get first presidency approval. Mm hmm. So it's a heavy, a heavy thing in the church. But right. when the state legislature's like, hey, maybe we should legalize it, the church doesn't say anything. It's really strange. It's really strange. I'm, this is just so embarrassing for Utah. It really is. It's some, it's, my whole life, you know, it's, it's, it's a joke. It's, oh, you know, you're going to Utah to marry yeah. six wives. How many wives does your dad have? How like, many moms do you have? You know, yeah. we can fall back on, well, no, it's completely illegal and- <laughs> and now they're like, you know what? Let's continue to be the butt of the joke. Right. Like, can we, this legislator, legislationers, legislators, <laughs> Legis- legislators. Yeah, they legislators. do not represent this state anymore. And I don't understand how. Like, and I've heard arguments from both sides on this issue. I'm not saying I have a stance either way because I see. I can't get a girlfriend, so I'm not really, (laughs) you know. I see the merit in both arguments. You know, the one way was let's legalize it so that women who are victimized know that they can come forward without right. fear of being prosecuted. Right. Uh, but what's like I said, the most interesting part to me is that how seriously the church takes this for people who are going to be members. Right. You know, like there are 15 million members of the church, and you're saying if someone wants to be baptized who grew up in a polygamous household, they have to get approval from those three guys in the first presidency. Right. But they don't say anything to the Utah legislature about this. 
and Doug Fabrizio on Radio West is like, I even reached out to the church, not not to be on the show even, just mm-hmm. a statement. Right. Just something like, how do you guys feel about this legislation? Nothing. Yeah. Well, they have a statement on everything else, but... I know. That's why it's so strange. That politically neutral church who doesn't... <laughs> yeah. But anyway. yet still manages to influence all of its populace. Yeah. Kind of strange stuff. <sighs> let's take a break though let's do some random headlines when we come back and uh also i have we've talked about healthcare before but i want to talk about it a little bit more so we'll have that after random headlines too that sounds i don't know about fun but (laughs) anyway when we come back uh ducks trucks and actually none of those things (laughs) but anyway we'll be right back Welcome to tonight's Democratic debate in Charleston, South Carolina. Good evening. I'm Gail King, and CBS needs me more than I need them. Thanks to my co-host, Nora O'Donnell, and the Democratic candidates. Tom Steyer, feel free to take a nap, and I'll tap you on the shoulder when we're done. You may all now attempt to dick punch a 78-year-old hippie. Oh, sure. Pick on the underdog with a small lead in every state. Vladimir Putin wants Bernie to win the nomination. Putin does not want me to win. Very few people do. Bernie Sanders is bad, but Michael Bloomberg is worse. I mean Bernie. But then again, Bloomberg. Oh, dang it, I'm losing everyone, aren't I? Yeah, yeah, Bernie bad. Hey, I'm still winning this state. So let's wrap this up before I get confused and try to arm wrestle the steady cam, huh? Okay. I think we're good here. For Nora, Gail, Harry Reisner, and all of us here at the Dumont Network, good night! We just started, Joe. Oh, wow! I can't wait to find out what I'm gonna say! I've got no money, I'm hemorrhaging the black phone, and I've got a letter opener in my pocket whittled to a deadly point. Who wants to take a damn swing? Let me be clear. The only authoritarian I support is my wife, Jane, when she forces me to eat leftovers for dinner when I was craving fazolis. I should probably get out of this race before people realize I'm a rounding error away from Ted Kaczynski. Senator Warren's got me all wrong. I have released more women from non-disclosure agreements than any candidate on this stage. Come on, Joe. South Carolina's a layup. Just take the ball, aim it. Actually, let me just say one quick thing about desegregation. Joe, no, don't do it. I have to, Joe. Candidates, please, one at a time. I am your Devil. Exciting news, everyone! I'm still viable because Mike Bloomberg and I are officially running me. I didn't agree to that. Not my problem! Vice President Biden, put down Tom Steyer. Come on, man, give me your 15%. Where'd you stash it? In your socks? And everyone else, please take it easy on Senator Sanders. I defeated my own heart! I can defeat you, bastards! And that's all the time we have. Remember these candidates' faces, because after Super Tuesday, half of them will be mulched. This is the Outtake Podcast. Interrupt your regularly scheduled program to bring you these random headlines. We're back. Hey, by the way, yeah, find us at the Arctic Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or theartechpodcast.com. I didn't mention that. No, but if you're listening for the first time and you're like, you know what, I hate this platform I'm listening on, you can go to theartechpodcast.com. Free, free streaming, all the episodes right there. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't because I don't listen to our because <laughs> <laughs> I talk in it, so it would be. 
Yeah. Right? I don't know. I don't also know. a great time to go leave us five stars or one. Whatever. The more the merrier. Yeah, sure. Just anything would be. Yeah. Any feedback would be productive, <laughs> I guess. You know, we get a lot of listens, but no one interacts with us really on our, our Facebook, and that kind of bums me yeah. out. Mark, Mark's there, you know. He's yeah. probably our most, most loyal listener, um, which is interesting because Mark's like hardcore Trump. Is he? You know, so, you know, I, I got to hand it to the guy. Huh. He's a good guy. I've uh, I've noticed. I try. I've always tried to be middle, but I took this uh, quiz. Have you seen the 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 uh, the newest a new quiz? The Facebook. Um, I should have you take it. A political one. Uh, yeah. It. Uh, but it's not for candidates. It's for which which way you are leaning. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The little graph thing. Have you seen that one? I haven't seen. I've taken one that's given me that before. Yeah. And I'm. It's basically an X Y axis for people who can't see. Yeah, um, which would be everyone because yeah. <laughs> except I'm just looking at the results you have. The yeah. top and bottom on the one I took were um, well. The bottom is not. It's just an example. This oh. is my results. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't communitarian and liberal. It was something else. Yeah. Anyway, I'll take it. Send so it to me. So apparently, I'm left and liberal, but not like hardcore. Not crazy. You're almost right on the. Yeah, I'm pretty right close. on the money. Pretty close to center, but. I don't know. I think lately I've just been, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I just, uh, I just, just the whole fight against socialism is, it's yeah. bothersome because we have so many social programs well, that people don't even realize. I posted to my Facebook page the, basically the homepage of the Democratic Socialists of America. Right. Which is what Bernie is. Right. And because I saw someone else had shared, like, a, th- a thing about socialism. I was uh-huh. like, well, if you want to know, that's great, but no one's running as a socialist. <laughs> right. So if you want to know about what democratic socialism is, go ahead and look at this page. Anyway. Maybe they should come up with a different name for it. Yeah. Rebrand. It's time for a rebrand. Rebrand. Yeah. New colors. Like a new word. Get away from red. You Let's know? go back to a wig. Yeah. Let's go back. Yeah. <laughs> Let's bring back the wig party. All right. Speaking of wigs, uh, in Cro- Croydon, New Hampshire, uh, the police chief... Uh, in town, took it literally when he was stripped of his duties at a local board meeting. So there's this police chief, and they're like, "Listen, man, uh, you're not the police chief anymore. We are, we are taking you off the uh, stripping the case you. here." So at the board meeting, he began to disrobe <laughs> into his underwear, uh, and then he walked out into a snowstorm. <laughs> Fantastic! Yeah, Richard Lee has been chief in the small town for 20 years. On Tuesday night, the three-member uh, select board voted to eliminate the one-man department and move to 100% coverage by the New Hampshire State Police. So this little town has had one guy who's, I'm sure, a complete tool. Yeah, yeah sure. you know, I'm sure <laughs> yeah. he's got a power complex, and he lets his friends off and arrests uh, all the minorities yeah. with their R&E in New Hampshire. Um, so they were like, listen, man, we're done. We're yeah. just going to do the state police. And he uh, took off all his clothes and went out into a snowstorm. It reminds me of uh, the police chief in Manaway. Mm-hmm. You know, that he was, for years, people knew when you drove through Manaway and Sardine Canyon, right. you you get hit right on the speed limit. He would pull you over for anything. Uh-huh. He's now been arrested for two DUIs. Ah. Yeah. I think he was a single, single cop there as well. Ugh, unbelievable. But anyway, so I don't know this guy's story. Maybe he's a cool guy, but... You know, if he uh, if he uh, took off all his clothes and 
<laughs> after being dismissed, I can't imagine that he's uh, completely sane. No. So, because uh, I've never done that, I guess I've never really been fired before. But, that would be, but I mean, maybe be something else. Next time I quit a job, I'll just take yeah. off all my clothes, even if they're not their clothes. <laughs> just leave them all yeah. there. <laughs> I don't want anything that has been in this building. Okay. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Oh, speaking of work and a building. So there I was at work the other day, or yesterday, or the day, I don't remember, the day before, and um, there's this loud bang, and uh, we start looking out the windows, and uh, there is a six-car wreck in oh front gosh. of our building, and uh, we're not on a major no, you're down interstate like, or anything, but that's a rolled-over CRV, and then it pans to a... F three fifty that's on its side, three cars that have been rolled over, not rolled over, but they have been physically steamrolled, yeah. and then another car in the intersection. Uh, so I guess the guy in the white pickup truck yeah. was super drunk, going uh, like seventy, yeah. and blew through the red light, hit somebody, began rolling, rolled over those three parked cars, and then hit that CRV and caused it to roll multiple times. That's freaking bonkers. And then he got out and ran. <laughs> They never drunk people. Their bodies are limp, and so they always they never get hurt. What was the end game? Like, like they're not going to be able to track down his truck or something. He's just going to live and all oh, that I truck was stolen. I swear, I didn't yeah. even know. Yeah, but luckily no one was hurt, and he was the only one that ended up getting taken to the hospital once they found him. But um, crazy. Yeah, that is right downtown. Like <laughs> to have rolled over cars right there. Streets, like right. only in Utah can you roll over a CRV. You know, <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen cars rolled over and you're just like, how did how, that roll? How did you do that? Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just really good. You driver. seen the freaking Tesla Model X rollover attempts? Mm-mm. They like put it on rails and then like it stops in sand sideways uh-huh. to try and roll it. Uh-oh. It won't roll. It, that's so bottom heavy with the batteries. Oh, that makes sense. It, yeah, like I swear they did one test where the side view mirror touched the ground and it, and it rolled up. back. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um. So there, somebody was in Washington walking down a a trail. Washington State. Washington State. Now we have walking trails and biking trails sure. here. Imagine going down next to the Weber River. You're just minding your own business, and there is a giant obstruction in the middle of the road. And, you know, it turns out you can't really get around this obstruction because it's alive <laughs> and <laughs> and showing teeth. And, you know, frankly, it looks terrifying. Is it a swine? No, oh. it is a uh, giant sea lion. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What is this guy, like a poster board? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. This, this poster board will protect me. Okay. So, so yeah. Sea, yeah, it's just a sea lion just... So they are theorizing that he swam... Up a river. That's awesome. And just decided to chill out in the middle of this because you know, it, it wasn't that close to the. the I like ocean. sea lions. They're like dogs. You know, they seem rather docile. And <laughs> did you see that? He just tried to kill that guy. Well, you're trying to put him in a cage, right? <coughs> Don't try and cage me. Sea saying. lions are seals. Are the ones that are pretty chill. Sea lions are huge, well, and they're just because they're bigger. Yeah, you know. I think they're easy to anthropomorphize, is what I'm saying. Oh, like yeah. You can feel, well, you can feel for them. seals are definitely, you just want to treat them like a dog right. because they look like a dog with flippers. And if you go and see them at the zoo, they play with you. Yeah. You know? I've seen some videos of ones that get pretty friendly with people. Yeah. What the hell? 
This is all these boards here trapping that poor sea lion. Hope they got him back to the ocean. I wonder if they named him. <laughs> they should Look, have named him after that. That cop river. looks like that sea lion. He does. He's like fat and yeah. What's like his name? Me there? If I was a H- cop, Huffing, Huff, Corey Huffine. <laughs> huh. I don't know why it's funny to me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> now, have you ever heard of Count Binface no. in London? No. Okay. Greetings, Earthlings. How are you? What a start to 2020, eh? A chancellor's gone. A virus is coming. I got some uh, lovely new socks. And within the next 150 years, we might, just might, have a new Labour leader. (laughs) Who'd have thought it? Anyway, to business. I thought I'd uh, send you a little message because I've noticed that the London mayoral race is a bit of a damp squib. Sadiq Khan is obviously going to win it. Nobody's heard of the Tory guy. And uh, good old Rory Stewart just wants to kip on everyone's floor. So I thought, why not uh, throw my old bin into the ring? <laughs> so what are my pledges? Well, one, finish Crossrail. <laughs> what about that, eh? Two, free parking between Vine Street and the Strand. <laughs> So, so this guy, it's his Twitter handle, Rich? Count Binface. Yeah, and if you're wondering why his voice is muffled, it's because he has a trash bin on his head. Yes, he's cut a hole in it. You still can't see him. Yep. Actually, he's wearing gloves. Kind of like even a Cylon tell. or something. <laughs> <laughs> he's got gloves on. No one knows who this guy is. Nope. Yeah. So uh, he is, Count Binface, is running for mayor of London. Um, You know, he doesn't sound too confident in winning. Oh, he has a... He has a GoFundMe. I want to see how many followers he has. Yeah, you should. At Count Binface. Let's check this out. Um, Don't we have someone like this around here that does, not here, but in the U.S., Um, that does something like a wizard or something? I don't know. Hold on. I got to Google this. Wouldn't surprise me if we did. We totally should. Wizard who runs for president. That comes up. Oh, yes. 17.6 thousand followers. Hey, that's pretty good. That is pretty good. Vermin Supreme. Have you ever heard of Vermin Supreme? No. He's uh, the wizard that runs for president frequently. Okay. Uh, I don't know on what platform he runs on, but he does wear a giant boot on his head, um, and that's what he that's what he looks like right there. Wait, boot guy, boot guy. Why yeah. why do I know this? Oh uh, no no we did it. we talked about a religion with pots. Oh yeah. Not boot not boot guy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> He could probably be a part of it. Yeah, his his know. real name is Vermin Love Supreme. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Um. So you know, when you're out there voting, mm-hmm. consider these third 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 party candidates like Vermin Supreme and yeah, uh, Count Binface. Especially if you are a Republican, you should consider these. <laughs> they have very nice conservative values. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. they're very very. Here's another picture of Count Binface. He kind of looks like Darth Vader with a giant. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't That's know. Awesome. We should do that. What What could we wear on our head? Well, we're not going to tell anyone. Well, if you were to do it, though, what would you wear on your oh. head? I mean, bin has been taken. A boot has been taken. We're doing uh, the the remember the guy wearing the we did that was last year. The guy wearing the computer screen. Yeah. Uh, as a as a helmet. Would you want to hide your, uh, your identity? Well, I could probably go as male or female because of my boobs. Yeah. My man Maybe boobs. Maybe a lampshade. <sighs> Does it hide enough? A dark one would. Yeah, maybe. And a big one. 
like I think a lampshade might work. Matt, President Lampshade or Dr. Lampshade or something? Dr. Lampshade. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, one more story here. Um, now, it had been reported through several news sources this week that uh, China would be sending 100,000 ducks to India to fight locusts. A duck army. Ducks? Yeah. Do they not know that seagulls can take care of this problem? You know, you only need 10 of them. Yeah, well, apparently, yeah. Um, India locusts. Yeah, so apparently India is having like a huge locust problem. Yeah, biblical. Um, oh my gosh, they're huge. <coughs> yeah, they're giant crickets. And I don't know if you've ever seen video of Chinese ducks before, but they, um, they're they're massive. They're oh, armies of ducks. That's freaking gross. But man. unfortunately, the reporting was mistaken, Chinese and ducks. according to the Guardian. Uh, China will not be sending ducks to Pakistan to chomp through the locusts, even though China... Wait, I thought it was India. Pakistan? Well, yeah, this is Pakistan. I mean, you, you can't confuse those two, though. No, they I know. Would get really I know, pissed but at you. there was different... <laughs> I, I swear it said India. Well, I just Googled Chinese duck, and they are beautiful. Yeah. Uh, huh. But the, yeah, the pictures show Pakistan fight locusts. All right. I don't know where I got India then. Man, whoever confused that is just in for yeah. a world of hurt. Yeah, I know. By either the Indians yeah. or the Pakistanis. Yeah. They don't like each other. No. Anyway, um, so apparently not, China has done this in China before okay. with a lot of success um, because I guess ducks can eat, what did it say? It said like 70 locusts a day or something or I don't know. Wow. Which doesn't seem like a lot when you really... 70? I mean, it depends. Well, plus 100,000, Because they're like the size of your middle finger, some of these. I don't even know if that's right, though. I had the numbers somewhere. Oh, well. So what are they... So they can't send them there because of uh, it being more of a desert than China. And the ducks wouldn't do well in the heat. No, they need water, too, probably. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I guess maybe Pakistan should call Utah. Utah. And we can send them our state bird. You know what this place is? Yeah. A fucking desert. Yeah. 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 And seagulls, you know, despite their name, seagulls. <laughs> right. They, uh, they, they can. Desert gull yeah. locust eaters. Yeah. They can, uh, they can survive anywhere that there's food. Yeah. You know, they don't really care. They, they can float like a duck, but and they as don't, long they as don't it's organic, to. they'll eat it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, like, actually, I mean, I don't they'll even eat garbage. Yeah. They'll eat anything. It just won't give them any nutrition. I've thrown them. Stuff that wasn't, and they'll they'll eat. Oh it, yeah, I mean, so. they, they might regurgitate it. Yeah, it's maybe. called a cast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, hey, update. Yeah. Let's see. South Carolina primary happening right now. Two percent reporting. Forty nine point eight percent so far to Joe Biden. Nineteen point two percent to Bernie. Wait, that's changed pretty dramatically yeah. from when you told me. Yeah, there was only one percent reporting when I first looked. Now there's two percent reporting. <laughs> And Joe Biden has a clear victory ahead of him. Elizabeth Warren is in fifth place. Mm. Bernie's in second. So we'll see. This should be interesting for Super Tuesday. Who do you think? I don't know, Let's man. do a live podcast. On Super Tuesday? I don't know if that really works. Well, we can... <laughs> you have to YouTube it or something. Yeah. I guess we could do that. Super Tuesday. I haven't sent my ballot in yet. I haven't either. I just I got a, barely got it the other day. I got a call from the Warren campaign, though. Really? Yeah. A nice young lady called me. Uh-huh. You know, asked me how I was feeling. About it, and I said, I'm, I'm legitimately torn between your candidate and Bernie Sanders, uh-huh. and we just talked for a minute. Did she so. convince you? Was she like a salesperson? Or? No, I mean, she just has like a little run through, like, what questions do you have? 
uh-huh. what do you like about Bernie, that kind of stuff, you know? At what the it, end, she does ask, like, are you any more convinced one way or the is other? It, is the only reason you're torn is because Bernie is winning? Like, if Elizabeth was in first place, would you? No, legitimately, I think that uh, I, I like how consistent Bernie has been his entire career. That's true. So he's obviously researched this over the years. Uh-huh. And, and he's, frankly, he's just really passionate. Yeah. And... I, Sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> and I'm also worried. I told her this. I said, I'm really worried about Bernie's supporters not voting. Again. Again, if he doesn't win. And when, when one of my priorities, one of my top three priorities, if not my top, is to get Donald Trump out, then uh, I have a problem with Bernie's supporters voting for a third party or not voting at all. I have a right. big problem with that. Right. So if that means we have to get Bernie in, okay. Now, she did counteract, counter me and say, you know, if we only did things... Because if you thought of what peop- other people were doing, then you're not really getting your true principles out. And I was like, well, okay, sure. Yeah. But frankly, El- Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders aren't that different. No, they're not. So that's where I am right now. I I think I'm going to put in Warren and just, because this doesn't really. I mean, Bernie will probably win Utah. Yeah. yeah. Here, here's how it works. Bernie wins uh, most, He's Bernie's going to win white liberals right right and biden's gonna win some white liberals and then minority liberals so i really that's where we are biden would drop out i know that's not gonna happen now now, but he is not i mean i'm really interested to see how this ends up the gaffes he's been making lately like the running for senate thing and it's just like you you saw that right uh no where he's he's in front of a crowd and he's like i'm uh (laughs) joe biden and i'm running for u.s senate Oh no, he's he. I mean, he was a senator for a long time. I so, know, you know God I know, him. but <laughs> he's he's old, and I mean, so is Bernie. Yeah, but they're I think they're the same age. But but some people age better than others. Yeah, and honestly, it kind of seems like Joe is slipping. Maybe, and I don't, yeah, know. I don't know. You know who's in third place in South Carolina? Huh? Tom Steyer. Oh yeah, interesting. So uh, is it time for Buttigieg to back out? Probably him. Amy Klobuchar is doing very poorly. Uh, Elizabeth's not doing great. Um, so we'll see. But Do you think after this uh, this particular primary that either of them back out? Or do you think they'll wait till after Tuesday? They only got three days now, so it's like you may as well, right? Early voting is already happening. People have mailed in their ballots. Imagine dropping out and then finding yeah, that you, true, you won guess, a couple huh? states. So. Um, I wanted to give you guys a brief update on on healthcare. Not an update, but just reiterate some numbers here, mm-hmm. okay? Um, because I saw something on Facebook of someone arguing like, "Why does anybody think it's a good idea for the government to run healthcare?" Was basically their argument. Uh-huh. It was a rhetorical question, okay? <coughs> uh, so I wanted to see. I just wanted to see about other countries in the world, right? And just just general information. So. First, I started with with the overall cost of healthcare, healthcare spending uh-huh. by country. Okay, um, the population of the U- of America. This was 2016, right? So 7.2 billion. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> no, not that. 321 billion <laughs> million. I'm really tired. 321 million people okay. in the United States in 2016. Uh-huh. The population of the Earth. Uh, was 7.6 billion ah. at the time. Okay. Okay. So the 
United States has 4.43% of the population of the world, mm-hmm. um, but spends 39.24% of all healthcare spending in the world is spent in the United States. Oh. Crazy. Right. That's a crazy number. Yeah. A lot of people talk about, hey, we're only 4% of the world and we have the biggest economy, blah, blah, blah. Well, we're only 4% of the world and we spend almost 40% of the entire world on our health care domestically. Huh. Okay? So if, if that doesn't tell you something's broken, whether or not your solution is uh, government-run health care, you should at least acknowledge that's messed up. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, life expectancy. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about this. General numbers. Life expectancy in the United States is uh, 79 in the world, it's 73. So okay. we're ahead of the world. Right. We're in 46th place. Oh. Behind um, Canada, whose uh, life expectancy is 83. Behind the UK, who is 81. Australia, 84. France, 83. Norway, 83. Germany, 81. We're behind all of these countries who have socialized medicine. Socialized medicine. Um, Life expectancy and then healthcare spending. We are the highest country as a percentage of GDP in healthcare spending at an astonishing 17% of our GDP. Wow. The next closest country that I can see on this list is 11% of their GDP. And all of those countries I mentioned before that are socialized medicine, mm-hmm. the distri- distribution of healthcare spending is right around 70 to 85% is spent by the government, and then the difference is spent on the private side, Mm -hmm. right? Um, In the United States, 48% by the government and 52% is on by from citizens, private. Mm. Wow. And most of that 48% obviously being Medicare, Medicaid. Right. So just saying, uh, for example, the UK, 83% of it is covered by the government. Mm Mm-hmm. What take those numbers for what they are? <laughs> if you don't think there's a problem, I don't know how. That's a disagreement that we're not going to to right recover from. We're at an. If you think that our system is yeah, it's intact, it's working just great. When we're spending thirty nine percent of the world's cost, I don't know what to tell you. Right. Uh, I don't. I would love an explanation. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> when all these other countries who practice socialized medicine. Uh, like Norway's come up a lot in the debates, 86% spent by the government, 14% spent by citizens. I don't, I just, I don't This understand. is a no-brainer issue. And I, when Bernie has been, his talking point lately is none of this is extreme. Right. Because that's what people call it, extreme, extreme. He's like, right. this is not extreme. It's not extreme to do things that are working in every other country. I think it has a lot to do well, I mean, they're buying into or or not uh the the defense is buying into the fears of these uh people who typically are middle to lower class white people who haven't had a lot of traveling experience, who haven't left their town a lot. But you go to other countries and you're like, "Oh, things are fine here." Right. They're the same as they are in the US. Yeah. I don't know if they have this idea that people are like dying in poverty. I think so. In Germany That's and what you the see. UK. You see pictures of even domestically, man. 
the p- people will share a picture of a tent city uh-huh. from San Francisco, right? And say, "Look what's happening in California." Oh, right. Okay, right. you showed me one picture. There are thirty million people in that state. Yeah, we have a tent city here in Utah. In Utah, it, it's they're in every state. Yeah, that's not so. And then you see pictures of that from Venezuela, right? Right. Look what socialism did there. Great. We don't have a socialist candidate. It's. We don't I, want socialism. I think that the, there's confusion between socialism with a dictator and socialism with a democracy, which is it's what quite Bernie a bit is. different. Right. Democratic um, socialism is very different than socialism. And I just don't understand how the people don't wrap their mind around everything that is already socialized here. No, they don't. And I uh, that's the thing. I, I usually will talk with people about that and I'll say so are you willing to not pull from Medicare or Social Security when you retire then? If you don't believe in it, then you're not going to pull from that pile then, right? Well, no, I paid in my whole life. Of course you did. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. And I think you should pull from it. That's that's a social welfare program. I mean, are you only going to take toll roads from now on? Like. <laughs> like are you going to not call the police? You know what I was thinking the other day about the... The nihilists? The, no, the, the fire department and the police, right? So the... the oh no, sorry, the fire department and an ambulance, they'll come together, sure, right? The fire department will put out your car, your car fire, mm-hmm. but as soon as you step out of the ambulance, yeah. you start getting charged. Yeah. So... I've, I've actually hoped that cities and state governments would start tackling this because, because uh, ambulances and life flight uh-huh. are privately owned right so they're still run by government employees Uh ENTs and such that'll come treat you for free but as soon as you get in the ambulance you start getting charged right they'll come like like you said they'll put out your entire house fire for free right unless they find cause right Right. (laughs) then they'll sue you the the state will but they'll come put it out for free but if you have smoke inhalation and take a ride sorry that's three thousand bucks that doesn't make any sense no and so these people who are anti-socialism, do they want the fire department to show up with a card reader? I think like, so. Hey, uh, ooh, your insurance doesn't actually cover this kind of fire. Oh, I know your 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 children are in the house right now, but yeah. this doesn't say you. So you're going to need to pay us three hundred thousand dollars right now. Right now, we can work out a payment plan if you'd like. Yeah. And, and you know, but before you do, we can't turn the hose on. Yeah, we like, can't. We, we can't we do can. it. I get the the the. The uh, FAA, you know, air right. traffic control. What before? Uh, before you take off today, we're going to need to make sure every passenger has swiped their card yeah. and uh, paid for the the takeoff fee. Right. I just there are so many social programs. Do they not? Do well, they not realize that that's what's going on? I think they do. And here's the fundamental disagreement that I've found. They think that let's just take let's just take Medicaid. For example, Medicaid Uh is for poor people and disabled people. Okay. Okay? Um, The people who I've spoken with who are completely opposed to any taxation Uh and any social welfare program think that, well, if we got rid of them, people would find it in the goodness of their heart to help these people out. And I want to ask for any sort of evidence that supports that theory because it's not true. There are still homeless people, even with social welfare programs in place. There are people who are still homeless, who are mentally disabled, who are veterans, right? Mm -hmm. That aren't pulling from Medicaid, probably because someone never helped them set it up. Right. You know? Uh, So I, 
that argument doesn't hold water. But what the what ends up happening is the disagreement is between when does government equal society, if ever. Right. People who want to get rid of social welfare and taxes don't believe that society and government work hand in hand. They mm. think they're completely different. Me, I think that government is a product of society. Well, yeah. I but- think that as a society, as we grew, as we wrote a constitution, we said, hey, we need to take care of each other. We need to have a plan in place so airplanes don't crash into one another. What should we do? Right. Right. Uh, we need to have a plan in place to take care of the sick in places where maybe the people aren't as willing to donate. Right. And so as a society, we elected officials to represent those wishes mm-hmm. who then created organizations and laws to satisfy the need. Right. But there are people who genuinely believe that society is separate from government, that they should not be in the one and the same. They don't work together. They're completely different. And I don't really know how that works. Right. Other than maybe like a... And like if you had a king, maybe I guess you know. Even uh, then, you have a parliament usually, right? Um, um, another thing I don't, um, I don't quite get is um, <laughs> I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> That's okay. But ah. I'll, while you're thinking about it, I'll reiterate my my theory of government is that it's a product of society, now. right? Yeah, it, it's a product of what we want as a society. A lot of uh, a lot of people that are opposed to uh, socialized medicine will say it's going to raise taxes. Sure, um, but that's a very I, you're probably going to say it. It's a very narrow view of a big problem. It is, and to those people that want think that everything should be um, privatized, you're going to pay more in other ways. Like it right. doesn't it doesn't. Like you're gonna have to pay a uh, hundred extra dollars to go to the airport now because F the uh, the FAA right. is privatized. Hey, I you're never have to, I never fly. Right. So why should I have to right. pay? You're gonna pay ninety six dollars to drive two days right. on a bunch of toll roads. Right. I don't take that road that you take, Spencer. So right. why should I be charged for it? Right. You don't have any kids. Why should you pay property tax? Right. Right. To pay for ki- for schooling. That's that's my point. Is that society has. Is government is a product of society? Basically, is my is my theory. Right. Um, I. It's fascinating to me that people don't see it that way. Uh, and just to tackle your one point that you just made about taxes are going to go up. Right. You're right. And premiums will go away. Right. That's that's the easiest talking point you'll ever hear. Right. And if you still disagree with that, and you're on an employer's health care. Right. That, too, is socialist because people you work with are sicker than you and less <laughs> sick than you. It's but true, you guys huh? pay the same. But we all have to pay way more because it's a corporation yeah. and they are for profit. And that guy over there is sicker than me. Charging $700 yeah. for a box of Kleenexes. That guy over there is sicker than me. We have the same size family, so we pay the same premiums. Right. We have the same out-of-pocket expense. And the, the who picks up the rest? The employer. Right. The employer picks up the difference. Yeah. So you're already participating. I don't know. It already is. <laughs> car insurance is the same way. You're yeah. paying car insurance. You're paying more because you're insured with people who crash. Yeah. 
That's I, true. I, I did. You you buy a red sports car, you pay more. Yeah, you can never crash, but everyone else that has one, you know, right. did. So yeah, I mean, tough. In, that's why insurance companies are trying to do like first accident forgiveness or safe driving driving bonus. Right. You know, oh, we know you paid us twelve hundred dollars this year. Here's a check for four dollars because you didn't get in a wreck. <laughs> you know. Anyway, I don't know. Is that it? That's it. All right. Well, thanks for being here, everybody. Once again, find us at The Arctic Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Let us know how you feel. Send us your messages for episode... Don't forget to listen to Rejected Take Off. That's true. We got eight plays in Japan last week. I'm not going to say how, (laughs) but... (laughs) Yes. uh, Rejected Take Off on every streaming platform, if I'm not mistaken. I should be, unless there's a new one. (laughs) Go give it a listen. Uh, For episode 79, I'm Brian. Uh, I'm Spencer. See you next time.